the produce guys, Dan and Guido, up next. Yeah, it's far out, man. What do you want from life? Cucumber. I think it's a turnip. Get down, cabbage green. Would you like some zucchini? Vegetables are very good for you. Mom was right. Eating veggies keeps us healthy. Apples, peaches, bananas, and pears. Your produce alone has been worth the trip. Live from the San Francisco Bay. It's the Produce Pair, your food show on the enjoyment of fresh fruits and vegetables. What's in season? What's fresh? At the store, at the farmer's market, in your backyard, and on your table. Speaking of fresh, here's your host, America's natural grocer, Dan the Produce Man, and Guido the Gardener. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Produce Pair on this fine, lovely April day. I'm Dan the Produce Man along with... Guido the Gardener. And Laura McIntosh is with us today. And Laura is, uh, boy, you're an all-around everything, aren't you, Laura? You do quite a bit. (laughs) It's the Italian in me. We're a little crazy, so we do just do a little bit of everything. Yeah, Yeah, because McIntosh is a real Italian name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right, right. I get... I'll give you guys yeah. that one. Yeah, but my heritage is Italian, both Sicilian and Genovese. Figure that out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. See, yeah. Guido's already in love with you. Yeah, we're Zanese. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is called True Blood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Little town called yeah. Abigella, which is up in the middle of nowhere. Okay, good. Very good. And I'm the third wheel here, but that's okay. <laughs> you like that. Hey, let me ask you, Laura. So, Macintosh or McIntosh. I mean, what, how, are you, how are you supposed to do that? I always wondered that, you know? Well, it, you know, and I always wondered, should when I do the show, should I take my maiden name so people write, or do I take my married name, right? So we just stayed with it, and um, it's worked out well because both of my daughters are in the industry, so to speak. My daughter does fresh photography um, for food and lifestyle, and my other daughter does fresh cocktails with what's fresh and in season. Really, nice. people accentuate your alcohol with what's fresh. And so having the same last name is really been a positive for all three of us, to be honest. So I stayed with Macintosh, my husband's family's name, uh, Scottish, and they have good, what do they have there that's really good? They have their bourbon, right? Is their big thing. Whiskey? Yeah, that's right. Scotch. Scotch. Well, yeah, of course. Goes great with a cigar. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I won't tell you, I got 25 years of sobriety and last night I had a drinking dream. So although I think I only had like five ounces of scotch in my life. It tastes pretty good, especially if you, you know, use a scotch to marinate tri-tip or something. Oh, see, and in your dreams, you're perfectly safe, so that's good. That's right. And I hope it was high quality <laughs> scotch you were drinking in your dream. At least yeah. if you're gonna dream about it, it's the best, right? Well, and you know what's interesting? Like I tell my daughter, Juliana, and she has a, it's a join jewels. She's a TikTok sensation, you guys, you know, I mean, this younger generation TikTok, I mean, she's blown up, but she really likes to take some of those 
you know, like a really good tequila, like you're saying, a really rare find. And to put artificial things with it, just like in cooking and in food, it changes the entire taste and flavor. But when you are mixing with what's in season and what's fresh, which is what she does, it takes whatever you're doing, whether it be a recipe or a dessert or a cocktail, just to the next level. And once people start doing it, you get them. They don't want to go back to using a store-bought something. (laughs) Guido, could you imagine us doing a video with Laura's daughter and then and at the end of it after t- trying all those cocktails because it's all fresh stuff uh, we come on and go it's always fresh when you get it <laughs> fresh <laughs> she would love that yeah I'll have her come up with a fresh elixir to reverse that right that's gonna be her. Oh, <laughs> but you know Dan just to kind of answer your question too I'm five generation in farming and my family still have walnuts and peaches and cherries and I grew up with watching the farmers and watching these guys and you know this they break their backs out there in the field in the morning and late at night and I thought my god if people understood what farming and farm communities go through day in and day out to bring our food to us heck they would appreciate the price of an avocado because they understand why it costs what it costs Um, that's right yes right and so then the show started I'm doing this with you us being quarantined I've started doing a lot of home videos where people can watch recipes with what's in fresh and then of course working with my daughters one doing the photography the other doing the fresh cocktails Uh, so i'm dabbling in a lot of little things we spoke off air about the fruit stand that i'm starting and then i'll talk to you guys about cherries these this season and what's happening with that but so i'm i'm touching a few little things but it's always what's fresh that's what's motivated me from the beginning i was in real estate forever my dumpy little duplex on lincoln i lived on the bottom and I rented out the top and the guy at the top had an organic gardening and farming magazine. This was late 70s, early 80s. And I started just a little backyard organic garden. And from there, basically my career and my life changed just by eating fresher. You know, part uh, see? Of the Italian heritage too. <laughs> it's in your blood. Yeah, you know, but it, it is amazing. See, I always that connection from an early age, but so many folks, you know, and I, and I had pushing 30 years with Whole Foods Market. And even there, you know, say even, even 20, 25 years ago, not so much now because people are a little bit more concerned and edumacated to use Dan's word now. <laughs> But if you ask them, you know, where does where do artichokes come from? They'd say Safeway, you know, they, and that's here. They wouldn't know that most of the artichokes are grown, you know, two hours away. But see, through, California. through efforts like yours and, and others, it's made that connection that's so important. Well, it is. Laura, you have a TV appearance coming up pretty soon. I do. So actually, I did have to pivot a little bit because our season 10 on PBS was postponed, put on hold, which we're hoping to start filming that the fourth quarter of 2021, barring, you know, what's happening in the world. So a really dear friend of mine, Tina Makua from Good Day Sacramento said, can we get your recipes and your ideas? of what's fresh on Good Day Sacramento. So I've been doing that for her. She wanted it every weekend. I said, how about once a month? So every month I kind of go on and I talk about, okay, this month it's April, aha, asparagus, cherries and apricots are coming in as the fruit, but the vegetables are really those cruciferous vegetables and the asparagus right now. I mean, you guys know you're in Alameda. We don't grow what we used to grow in so far as asparagus locally, but the local asparagus that is grown here, if you can 
get it, it's the best in the world. The best. Absolutely the we best. Were talking the about flavor, that last week. the freshness, yeah. the smell, yeah. the feel, yeah. and the sound. I did a video <laughs> recently on hearing the sound of freshness with your fresh fruit and vegetables, and that it's up on the YouTube channel. The sound of freshness, and I'll demonstrate that. You're going to have to take a break uh, and just, go, to the, a go to the refrigerator for your asparagus. Is that oh, it? no, I can't. I cooked, I cooked, I cooked all the, the vegetables that I used yeah. in the video. I cooked them yesterday. They're, for they're Easter, gone. of but course, okay. Easter. and Okay, yeah. so I'm going to ask both yes. of you guys this, since we're talking yeah. about asparagus. I want to know how each of you cook asparagus, because, you know, a lot of people get it. A lot of people see it. They think of Easter, but they are afraid to cook with asparagus. Dan, you go first. Different methods, but I'll give you a quickie. I like to use an asparagus steamer because I like to get the thickest, uh. fattest jumbo asparagus that I can get. And a lot of people don't want that. I remember that in, in stores. Mm -hmm. So with that, what I'll do is I'll cook that in the asparagus steamer. So folks, an asparagus steamer is a long cylindrical steamer that you put on your stove that will hold a bunch of, of asparagus. Right. So I'll do that for, I don't know, a few minutes because what it does is it cooks it evenly. So you're not getting cooked bottoms and super soft, mushy furls at the top. Right. You're getting an even cook all the way down the asparagus stock. So then I'll take that and I will add a little bit of olive oil. You don't want to overdo oil because it, it'll just kill it. Whatever herbs you like and just toss that and then roast that in the oven Ooh. I could eat that like a bag yeah. of chips. See that? <laughs> That's similar to mine in that Dan and I have the same interest in the thick asparagus. I always pick the thickest asparagus because the way I like to cook it is I'll trim the bottoms and then I slice the asparagus, you know, north to south. So it's in half lengthwise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why if you get the really big fat asparagus, it just helps. Then I'll marinate it. I'll have, if I've got some oddball salad dressing in the refrigerator, I'll do that. Otherwise it'll just be red wine vinegar. I got, I've been getting in this red wine vinegar kick lately. <sighs> we could, mm -hmm. More so than even balsamic vinegar. But anyway, that's for another story. But I'll, and then in the back, <laughs> Backyard, I've got fresh parsley, fresh oregano, and lemon thyme. And so fresh herbs, little olive oil, little vinegar, and then I'll marinate it. And wow. if I can, I'll leave it overnight. And then what I do is I'll, I've got this, it's a cast iron skillet, but it's got those raised ribs on it. You know, like you grill steaks on, oh, yeah. you know, the yeah. ra it's got like rails. Yes. And, yeah. and I'll get that sucker hot, hot, hot. And I will just, I'll just basically flash fry these things. Toss them a couple times just till they singe a little. And then always some fresh grated Parmesan on the top. That is my always. favorite, favorite way of, of cooking asparagus. And now I'm getting hungry. What is this stuff? Laura, <laughs> you're getting to us. I love it. You know What's really interesting is both of you said something that really turned the light bulb on in my mind is, you know, your asparagus is going to pick up your flavors that you put with it, but only if you first, like Dan, you blanched yours first, right? So now you've opened it up to yeah. start sucking in those flavors and you cut yours in half. Yeah. And so now yeah. you've got the body of that asparagus and both of you like the larger asparagus yeah. as do I. And I think it maybe was the way we were raised. We always had the larger asparagus. And of course, there was a crate left on our back porch from the farmer that just dropped them off when they were fresh picked. But do you guys, yeah. do you guys taste a variance in flavor between the really thin or the smaller ones versus the jumbo size? I no. don't, I don't, I don't taste flavor, any flavor no. difference whatsoever. It depends, like you said, where the asparagus is from. We're in California. 
it is even though it is a endangered species here now (laughs) it is the best flavored asparagus i have ever had Uh, washington state used to send some down towards the end of our season that had the red tips and everything was really beautiful that homer label with a duck flying by that was really good too but that you can't beat the local fresh picked california asparagus so folks if you see that in the stores right now get it because a lot of the big chains have they've done two things one they're putting asparagus on sale that's coming out of mexico which it's fine it's good it's good asparagus it's just saying california is great and the other thing they're doing is they're putting all the desert artichokes seeded artichokes on sale too which have the really skinny stems and the small hearts no comparison Mm -hmm. to the heirlooms so those two things are what the large chains are doing now if you go to your local specialty produce stand like here in the bay area i have to mention my old store which is called dan's farmer's market in alameda monterey market in berkeley okay and giovanni's produce in el cerrito if you go to those places in places like that you're going to get the heirloom artichokes you're going to get the california asparagus should we speaking of uh, artichokes have you seen the 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 purple yeah well, you know, that's interesting you'd we bring that up, that too, because, week. right, I would, in fact, I asked Bob Harrington from San Diego Specialty Produce to track down the Kiss of Burgundy artichoke, yes. which came and went several years ago, and it was the best I ever had. But I know Ocean Mist is growing this, what do you there call was it one, again? It, it was the Violetta, it, Violetta. I don't know, Laura, if you remember that one. It was, uh, I... long, it was long and tapered and fairly darn purple, but it didn't look like a globe it was more along like a jerusalem no no no. it was a regular choke it was a regular artichoke but instead of being kind of round this had a kind of a longer pointed tip on it violetta i think interesting um, okay yeah although they all because the globe is the italian right globe is always the italian artichoke green yeah green the green globe is your standard johnny lunch bucket forever and ever and ever castroville artichoke Right. Grown on roots. Yeah. Okay. So these are grown Those on roots. Those are grown on permanent bushes. Yeah. Perennials. Well, what, the, well, what are we telling one. you? You were there with uh, Farmer Al or whoever, model number. You asked him. This was a video clip I saw. And you asked him, <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of this? And he says, well, it's trial number 2728 something. And then. Uh, All remember? right. Yeah. That was up in Castroville, California. And people commented on that show because uh, we set up our kitchen set and bring our chef right out in the middle of the field so people can actually i mean you're you're visually seeing the crops growing around where we're cooking and people could not believe how high artichokes can grow they can get very very tall and actually they're trimmed to be honest because they could get even taller than what they saw on the show but we didn't have any purples out there they're either tough to grow there's not that much of a market for it and the other thing is with most purple stuff purple beans uh, purple bell peppers and whatnot there's very few things that will stay purple once you put the heat to them so Mm -hmm. that's something that you know oh it's a purple artichoke then you steam it cook it however and you pull it out of the pot and it's green right well you know the ocean mist one is called voila i just looked that up that's right sent me an email it's called voila that is right and it looks very similar to the kiss and burgundy but the kiss and burgundy was very very round and squatty this is going to blow your mind (laughs) you could take a raw leaf and eat it Mm -hmm. chew it in your mouth okay and there was absolutely zero and i mean zero hint of bitterness wow. zero 
You know how when you touch artichokes, yeah. all these, yeah. and you put your finger in your mouth by mistake or something? I mean, they're, they're just really bitter until they're cooked. This variety that I asked Bob to track down was, anyway, it's a thing of the past. Oh, hopefully it's not. We can find it. But yeah. until then, until then, I, no. I got to get off my rant. But, <laughs> but Ocean Mist does have this voila, voila. Yeah. variety in the stores. And their description, I haven't tried it yet, their description is suspiciously close to that of the kissing wow. burger. Mm, okay, which obviously where it comes from France. It must come from France. The voila or the violet or the, you know, oh, kissing burgundy. That's, could, yeah. yeah it, they could be more common in Europe. Not that I've been there anytime recently. But anyway. Well, just like the asparagus, right? The asparagus, you can get white asparagus, green asparagus, more in Europe than you can here. I just put up a white asparagus post today. I think oh, tell us about it. There's more popular. That, why don't, I think he's got to tell us about it after the break. I can. Okay. Okay. Guido knows me well, yes. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Laura McIntosh right after this on The Produce Pair. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here for Your Natural Healthcare CBD products. Your Natural Healthcare CBD products are made in small batches, not in some giant manufacturing facility. Special care and attention goes into each batch that's made of Your Natural Healthcare CBD product. Your Natural Healthcare CBD products are isolate crystals, so there's no fillers. This is no drugstore CBD. This is the real deal, so a little goes a long way. Don't live with a pain. Get back in the game with Your Natural Healthcare. Log on to yournaturalhealthcare.com and use code DD20 bucks to get $20 off your first order. That's yournaturalhealthcare.com. Code DD20 bucks. yournaturalhealthcare.com. Code DD20 bucks to get $20 off your first order. yournaturalhealthcare.com and start feeling great today. Why am I being punished? Have I been so bad? I sat down at dinner and this is what I had. Boiled okra and spinach. It's dangerous. Fishy fish with a thousand bones. Cooked in asparagus. I'd rather eat boogers. Than black-eyed peas. Hey folks, welcome back to the Produce Pair. I'm Dan, the Produce Man, along with Weed of the Gardener. And Laura McIntosh is with us today here on this fine, fine, lovely day. Laura is a person of many, many, many things, so we're going to get into that. But real quick, the white asparagus, it's on the Instagram page, either the Produce Pair. I think it's on Produce Pair Instagram and Dan.the.produce.man Instagram page. I had to put those dots in there. But anyway, it's white asparagus. Everybody knows that white asparagus is well maybe everybody everybody here yeah knows the three of us white asparagus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what causes the whiteness but it's it's a lack of sun right yeah, they hide the sun from the asparagus by guido what do they do again? well there's told there, us this a million times well there's a couple things they do but probably the most common is what they call hilling hilling <laughs> is where they will pack dirt up around the emerging spear and the less light the, the more they can shield the sunlight from it the wider it'll get it'll get because it's the same kind of happening when you got like a weed that grows 
Not that I have any weeds in my yard. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, absolutely not. I am Guido. Mm -hmm. I garden. Yeah, Guido the Weed Man <laughs> is a cannabis <laughs> podcast, I, I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. But anyway, if you got a if you, you got a weed that's that grows and it grows into your shed or garage or something where it's dark, that will be like yellow and the rest of it is is green. So they they usually just just hill them up. Also, I think they some of these operations actually like put tubes and things over them, but but hilling up. Yeah, hot house. Yeah, hot house ones. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same as like with with leaks. That's why leaks are so dirty. Is they hill them up yes. to get yeah that, to get that white shank. The lack of chlorophyll equals zero color. Right. And they're also they are less intense in flavor. Yeah. For those of you who don't like a super intense asparagus flavor, however, nutrition is actually fairly similar. So that's white asparagus in Laura. Yes. A lot coming up. A lot coming up. You know, everyone, Dan, can reach out online at bringingithome.com. And on our website, we actually put the full seasons of our shows, not all of them, but a lot of them on our website during this time where people are at home so that if they didn't have PBS or cable or whatnot, they can watch the shows there. We also have some of our small podcasts there and our segments on the news that we do with quick recipes and ideas and fresh gift giving those are all on our website as well, bringingithome.com. Bringingithome.com. Can I share a, a small little meal experience I had? As long as you don't do it with your oh, mouth yeah, please. Full, please do. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, this was this was direct from Vault Garden. I had kimchi glazed asparagus for breakfast. Ooh. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's kimchi glazed octopus uh, excuse me that's what i had for breakfast yeah this Wait, morning uh, Guido, what did you no, truly I, have what is it now no i didn't you know i was because i was i was scrolling through oh, a lot of your oh, a lot of your stuff and, oh. and i saw you posted this on one of your travels and i'm yes. going my dawn i mean kimchi glazed octopus it sounds boys good. It sounds that's really in your good. backyard it's at the vault in san francisco down at the business district it was the best squid uh, i i i can't i looked at it on the menu and i went oh really oh I and know. they're like still yeah. really um, Oh, you would you? It's to die. For. Yeah, I would. It's, I would have tried it. I, Absolutely, sounds wonderful. Uh, and when I go back, it's, it's, I'll it's get it again. It's basically calamari. Is right. has the same right. kind of a texture as octopus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and getting a, here here's another really good example. I mean, we're talking about fruits and vegetables, right? But when you get fresh fish, I mean, the whole key in all of this, right, is fresh uh, because yeah. the taste yeah. is unbelievable. And, yeah. you know, that actually brings me into cherries this season. If you're in the Southern California area, um, the Arvin area, those are where the first cherries really are going to come off. And the season, like you said earlier, Dan, off air, it's been a bit warmer. So that always brings on, it brought on the bloom, it brought on the buds. And in Arvin, California, the cherries are going to be fantastic. It's a very, very full season. There's a, there's a lot of buds this year. But What's interesting is the cherries, you, you guys know this, I'm preaching to the choir, but the cherries, this is really for the, the listeners, the cherries that you buy in the store are good. Here's my little rant. I was always irritated with retailers when they wouldn't mm. share with you the variety of the cherry yeah. because yeah. there is a difference in cherry variety sure. and the cherries that are picked, I, and I hope I don't really blow, you know, upset people, but the cherries that come into your store versus like Dan's Pro is 
they haven't, I don't want to say fully ripened on the tree, but you know, the sugar isn't where it would be if people could come out and actually pick it off the tree. And if they can do that, they will go out of their mind for the yeah. flavor of a freshly picked cherry off the tree. They have no idea. It's like the old Lay's potato chip commercial. You know, you're supposed to go to you pick, pick everything, bring the buckets in, they weigh them and you pay them. But yeah. a lot of yes. folks, you can't help it. You're there in the orchard and you just got to put oh. some of these directly into your mouth. So they got to, now they, I think they have to weigh you and the bucket and then weigh you in the bucket. <laughs> <on> the <way. laughs> I think you're right. And you know, we're going to try and do this. So I have a, a partners of mine down in Arvin. We have cherries coming very soon. I'm actually thinking we'll be in full swing by Mother's Day, wow. which is uh, May 9th. I think we'll, we'll be picking them off the tree. It's pretty early and they look really good. We're going to try. And, and again, this is where it gets a little dicey. We're going to try a you pick down there. No one's ever done one because we really want people to understand the flavor variants of picking off a tree and buying in store. But all also, depending on what Mother Nature does, you guys know, we could yeah. say, okay, you guys, we're going to go pick on the 8th, and then yeah. we get a little spring. You know, you just never know. So we're, we're going to play it by ear. We're going to post on my website, bringingithome.com, whether or not we're doing it and when and where. But I really think, I'd love to hear in your guys' experience, the fact that people can pick it off the tree and taste it. Do you see in their eyes that the, the difference in just the taste? I mean, I I see them going crazy when I, when I notice it. Yeah, see, especially like cherries. And one thing that comes to mind is, you know, we're here in the San Francisco Bay Area and most of the cherries are, you know, what, an hour and a half away from here. So we get yeah. pretty darn good fruit. And also today, as opposed to maybe even 20 years ago, you know, luckily, if you don't get rain on Memorial Day weekend or something, right. if you hit it right, you know, a grower can make some money on cherries. They're very, they're very popular. There's not a lot of really bankable fruit out there, frankly. Cherries is Right, you're right. So... They they say one in seven, right? Yeah. We do one in seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what what's happened is the popularity in cherries, the money that is to be made in cherries has expanded the selection for folks because there's new varieties. They're growing them way... I mean, it wasn't too long ago that you got them... Cherries came from Stockton, you know, pretty yep. much yes. that was it. And now they're coming, you know, very far south to get the earlier season. So in that regards, we've got more cherries for a longer period of time. But like you said, are they all a number one, you know, four right. star eating quality? Maybe, maybe not, you know. Like the Bing. I mean, for me, there's nothing better than a Bing cherry. Yeah. Although the coral champagnes, the new variety that they're able to plant in Southern California, right in Bakersfield, are pretty darn close. They have mm -hmm. a really amazing taste as well. So you're right in the varieties that are coming off. But for me, I'm old school. I still yeah. think Bing is the thing, right? Two things. It's very hard to beat a, a, just a Johnny Lunch Bucket Bing cherry. And it's very hard to beat an old school Washington variety navel orange. Just mm. navel orange. We can come up with this one and that one in different shape, size, colors, but there's just some really bankable fruit out there. Tried and true. You know, as a former retailer, we would welcome cherry season with open arms because it just brought people into the stores like crazy, right? right. However, right. we were happy to see it end because as a retailer, <laughs> folks yeah. would eat cherries spit the pits on the floor. They get stuck in the bottoms of the treads of your shoes. But the worst thing was the folks that would try and hide what they were doing and stick the pits right back in the display. That used to gross me out. So, folks, if yeah. you do that, yeah, that don't do gross. that. 
Yeah. We'd rather you throw it on the floor. But okay, now as a retailer, you can't look forward to the end of cherry season in you know at the end of June or whatever it is because the varieties are expanded in California and we get them out of Oregon and Washington yeah. State Washington. and Idaho yeah. at times and Canada even. So that expands the season even longer. But the best flavor is your local Bing crop from wherever you may be at that time of the year. Yeah, Guido, you said Stockton. I'm going to jump up on that one because my family farms in Linden. So I'm going to say the best cherries come from Linden, California, which oh, is 10 minutes from Stockton. Well, no, you're, but, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, and not, not for nothing, listeners, but uh, Linden and Stockton are, are, are about five feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> but worlds apart. I used to buy a yeah. whole lot of fruit from Ferrari Farms in Linden. A yeah. lot of fruit yeah. for my store. Yeah. Uh, I would meet him and just load up. And we were talking about walnuts earlier. Walnuts and cherries and all the peach varieties and pluots and nectarines. And oh my yeah. goodness. What we are in for, folks, coming up oh. soon. You know, cherries so nice. and apricots are the gateway to the fruit season that just hits <laughs> like a yeah. hammer on a drum right after that it's gonna be great yeah. so know, well said I, just to share with your listeners too i was just out in the orchard before i came up to san diego for easter and i can tell you there is so much fruit on the trees our apricot trees and our cherry trees it's going to be again barring mother nature and she calls yeah. the shots but it will be a bumper year if if we have any luck that'd be great and yeah. you know laura you alluded to something earlier about variety names of, of cherries and things. And that's always been a babolo of mine, a, a, a nitpick of mine, yes. is you don't have variety names on things, especially like with stone fruit. Even on the boxes these thing. days. Even on oh, the sides right. of yeah. the boxes. Oh, grapes, black grapes, right. unknown variety. But I think what it is, say like cherries, retailers want to sell red cherries. Yeah. Because if they've got, you know, one follows the other, follows the other, unless they know that they're going to have a fairly long time to sell one variety, I doubt they want to go through the hassle of right. separating one from another, unless they're going to showcase it. Well, if it's a proprietor and, and variety, then they definitely want the name out there. Yeah. But I, yes. think it's more, and, I think it's more ease of, of marketing than anything else. I think you're right. And I think, you know, just from a lot of the viewers, and listeners and folks that come and ask me or email me and write, they say, just tell us what to look for. What's the best one? And there too, it gets a little bit hard because, you know, like you said, stone fruit's really hard because yeah. there's so many varieties now. I mean, if you can find an O'Henry peach, God bless you, because oh, I don't think I you can anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, unless you, and that that's right. really one yeah. of the best tasting peaches, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think that if people understand, Bings are, have always been around. They're great. The Coral Champagnes is a new variety, but they're very red. They're very meaty. They're very large. Um, and then what I really like to tell people, especially about cherries, is that the white cherries or the blush oh, cherries are the Rainier cherries, right? And I believe, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, in most stores, they will say Rainier over just the red cherry. Whatever happened to Royal Anne? They're still, it's still there. Sometimes, sometimes I'll see them. They'll call them like white cherries. White yes, cherry. they do call them white cherries. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although they're really yeah. only white are cherries. A, a couple of varieties. There really are. And I'll tell you that last year they were 15% higher in consumers wanting what they wanted them 15% more, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in the cherry oh. industry and in business, it's a it's a big push. Oh, right. Yeah. 
15 percent more last year of just this one variety of the white cherry the royal land you know so i think we're going to see more farmers planning that variety because they really do have a unique taste also they're sweet and dense but almost not too dense so it's they're lovely and i remember this was five six years ago what am i geez what am i telling you but we were at a cherry orchard name escapes me right now and they showed us where they were growing they were either royal ends or rainiers but it was white cherry and to keep the wind out of the orchard because what happens you know folks how cherries grow they dangle and anything that dangles is going to bump up against one a dangler and a dangley and they're going to bruise and that's the last thing you need in a pale you know yellow fruit and it was an elaborate system of growing these cherries they had reflectors out there and whatnot yeah. so folks when you're out there and you see like rainier cherries for a buck or a buck and a half more a pound that farmer is earning oh. that premium let me tell you it's a royal the royal ants are a royal pain to grow but a royally great tasting cherry yeah. and all let you guys know as the season progresses i mean we're only talking about what maybe three and a half weeks here how the you picks going we'll post it on the website i'll let, let you guys know so if people do want to come out and pick fresh cherries we'll we'll have that available for them to do so because i really love i call it the sticky factor i love it when people get the true taste of whether it's a fruit or a vegetable because like the asparagus, the cherry, the apricot, peaches, etc. They'll come back and they'll get more. That translates to the farmer as they appreciate the hard work that they're putting in to growing this food for them, for our nation. And food connects us all. And by buying what is being grown, that it just shares and shows that appreciation of what is happening collectively. So I want people to go out and try these and I want them to pick it themselves so they can see the tree. And, you know, we're actually thinking about putting an adopted tree program into our cherry program. Program because oh, we want people to say this is my cherry tree and wow. i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get so many boxes of cherries so we're dabbling with like you were saying before marketing because we believe that even if you go out and you do a you pick and you taste a cherry now you're a little more educated and informed so that when you go to either your farmer's market your fruit stand or your grocery store you're going to know what to look for what you want to buy you've empowered the shopper and that's what we want to do that brings me to something we were talking about a little bit earlier empowering the shopper shopper, the lack of the varieties being placed on the signs or the information to the consumer. I get it's a lot of work, uh, large uh, retailers, but mm -hmm. the thing is, is you got to think about this. One red variety of a specific grape, cherry, green variety of a specific grape, or different color variety of these items may be sweeter or is going to be yeah. different in flavor than the previous variety or the forthcoming variety. So what happens is folks will, okay, wow, I got these red grapes. They were so awesome, man, you know, okay. A couple weeks later, they go back to the store and it's a different variety and it just isn't as sweet. Maybe it's good in a different way and it isn't as sweet. Or, and they go, oh, these, you know, this store's gone downhill. They're going to blame it on the store. This is what the consumer does. And being a, you know, being in retail for many years, <laughs> I, I've seen it all. The other thing it does is, I'll tell you a quick story. When I had my store, I had these two boys came into the, st the store, this high school right across the street. They come in at lunchtime, all the kids. And one kid says to another, here we are, it's the end of the school year, so you're at the beginning of June. And the kid says, oh, let's grab some of these nectarines, man, they're really good. And when the kid who's with him says, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want any of those, those things are horrible. He goes, what do you mean they're horrible? He goes, God, I got so I stepped in. I said, wait a minute. What do you mean this is horrible? I said, when was the last time you had one of these? He goes, well, you know, my mom bought some back in February and they were just terrible. I said, okay. <laughs> well, that's a whole different ball game, folks. And, and, and so 
what there you that go. was an import from another country that sat on a boat under refrigeration yeah. and it just lost its luster. But what I had right there was straight from the farm in in you know in the beginning of the season. So I cut it for him and let him taste it, and he just like, wow, you know, that's amazing. And I I told him the difference and how that works and the whole bit. But if you put the varieties on the signs, then people can understand, okay, well, that was a cotton candy grape, or this was a red flame, or this was a autumn glory or whatever, whatever they're called. Then they know the difference, and they know, okay, that's why it's different. It's still good instead of the first thing they think of, oh, God, it's not sweet like the first one was. Well, and Dan, you know, I mean, just to also extend that out, a little further for with what I do with bringing it home and the chefs now if it's labeled we can start talking about the best apple for an apple pie versus an apple tart versus apple sauce because there is a variance there's a difference in flavor just like again talking cherries there's the sweet tart cherry there's the Montmorency cherry do I use a Montmorency cherry for a cherry pie I wouldn't do it You know, so yeah. so once you start understanding, oh, this green apple is good for X, that's what you're going to go and get. So you start learning and getting excited to get the best produce in at the best and the peak of freshness, because then whatever you're going to make, or if you just eat it fresh, it's going to taste the best. Who doesn't want, who wants to eat something that doesn't taste good? Forget it. Well, that's true. And, you know, we have the Produce Marketing Association. We have the United Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Association, which I guess are merging. But purpose is supposed to be to inform, well, yes, help all the produce companies and people in the industry. (laughs) Yes, I get it. But we really want to inform the consumer, not of just the nutrition, but of the enjoyment and the whole bit of it. And so big retailers, if you want to inform the consumer and keep them happy, then get the varieties out there, give them more education, educate them as to why certain varieties are different than the others so that they understand so that you get the sales. Hey, isn't that what it's all about? Getting the sales (laughs) in the stores? Yes. Yes. And for us, it's selling them the fruit. So we're happy if you sell. So we'll give you all the tools you need to sell that fruit. We're happy to do that. That's right. The growers need you to sell. Hey, folks, we're talking with Laura McIntosh. It's a fantastic conversation. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here. Thank you for tuning in to the Produce Pair Podcast. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page and join the over 7 million people who have viewed the Dan the Produce Man YouTube page. We don't I show you tips on fresh fruits and vegetables and all kinds of other great goodies. So while you're not listening to the podcast, you can tune into our YouTube page and connect with us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Stick around. The Produce Pair will be right back. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here for Your Natural Healthcare CBD products. Your Natural Healthcare CBD products are made in small batches, not in some giant manufacturing facility. Special care and attention goes into each batch that's made of Your Natural Healthcare CBD product. Your Natural Healthcare CBD products are isolate crystals, so there's no fillers. This is no drugstore CBD. This is the real deal, so a little goes a long way. Don't live with the 
pain. Get back in the game with Your Natural Healthcare. Log on to yournaturalhealthcare.com and use code DD20 bucks to get $20 off your first order. That's yournaturalhealthcare.com. Code DD20 bucks. Yournaturalhealthcare.com. Code DD20 bucks to get $20 off your first order. Yournaturalhealthcare.com and start feeling great today. You guys are fantastic, really. The produce pair, are they fantastic or what? I'm a nut, I'm a nut, my life don't ever get in a rut. Hey folks, welcome back to The Produce Pair. I'm Dan, the produce man, along with... Guido the Gardener. And Laura McIntosh, a woman of all seasons. <laughs> yeah, there, you've been, I like that. Let me let me guess. You've been you've been waiting forty six minutes to to slide that one in, Dan. No, it just came to me, Guido, just now. <laughs> hey, I may steal that. I might have to put that on my website. I like that for all seasons because for there all, are. Yeah. There are four here in California, at least, depending on where you are. Yeah, that's that's most of the planet. I mean, there's I'm sure there's a, there's something up north and something down south that never changes. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of like we were talking about earlier, the cherries. We're going to be getting those beautiful cherries coming in even before the apricots in Patterson. If you go up to the Arvin, which is just at the base of the grapevine uh, in Bakersfield. So we've got those cherries coming in, then we'll transition into Patterson, we'll get the apricots, and then of course into the Linden area where, where you will find the best Bing cherries. Now the, the these are for your listeners, Bing cherries, there's the um, the corals are coming out, the coral champagne. It's a new variety that tastes great. They're very big cherries. So you'll be able to, to really notice them and they've got a great flavor. They're great for baking. They're great for cooking Ooh. jams, jellies. And so they're just a really good cherry. Of course, my favorite is the Bing. And I was telling you guys earlier, right around uh, the end of May, maybe a, a week or two before, I am going to do a pop-up farmer's market. So that's in your boy's wheelhouse. Um, and it's going, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to start with cherries and apricots. We'll be off of Eight Mile Road. All this information will be on my website, bringingithome.com. But we're going to have, we're going to do a couple of things. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dave Royce. He had a famous barbecue out in the area, and everybody and their mother would go to Dave Royce's for his barbecue. We're going to have him out June 12th to do a huge barbecue for us. We're going to have a band at the ooh, farmer's ooh. market. I'm looking forward to you two joining us. So you'll get your, your a personal yeah. invitation, but it's out there now. So June 12th out in the Linden area, check my website, bringingithome.com for the location and directions. Come out and have barbecue and cherries. What's better than that? Oh boy. And Dan and I, we're, uh, we're carnivores. We love okay. fresh fruits and vegetables, but hey, we're gonna have yeah. tri-tip. We may have ribs. Who knows? We're gonna and we'll have a band. So it really will be uh, very COVID-friendly. But it's out in a huge orchard, so there's lots of space. It's very fresh, not only in air and getting out, but in what you'll be able to consume and eat. So it should be a very fun day. And we'll have that going through the season leading up until walnuts. And then I get really busy because we're going to be filming season 10, I believe, of bringing it home for PBS. But then also my mother and I, you guys, quick story. My mother sure. and I glean the field. And for those of you out there that don't know what gleaning is, after you shake the walnuts, which Guido's going to do this you year on our farm. I'm going to have to bring a, a, a double thick kidney belt, but I'll do that. <laughs> 
it's happening. So what we do is we'll go through and we'll pick these walnuts by hand in a bucket. And then mom and I have created a proprietary recipe handed down from our Italian lineage. And we're doing candied nuts, but with a little, we're spicing them up a bit with alcohol. So we're doing anything from tequila to bourbon to Bailey's Irish cream to peppermint shops mm. all for the holidays. I sell out. So I'm going to have to start a little earlier this year. And again, mother nature calls the shot. So if we have early walnuts, we'll have early mom and me gone nuts, spirited candied walnuts. So That's we're excited great. to get into that. Yeah. That's the season happens great. fast. And you yeah. pick those walnuts up in buckets, and then who husks the walnuts? I mean, people out there, walnuts aren't just growing like you see in the stores. They have a big green husk around them. So yes. that has to come off, and it's then fine. the shell has to come yeah. off. Okay, so yeah. tell us, who husks the walnuts <laughs> that you that you and your mom pick? Well, interesting. Uh, interestingly enough, the gentleman that I'm doing the uh, farm stand with, too, uh, Joe Picardo and Lance Leffler, they have a facility. Joe Picardo has a facility okay. where once yeah. the walnuts are shaped, you know, they shake them, they go on the ground, they come on in and they, and this is on my website too, or on my TikTok. I think I have a, a showing folks how the walnuts are harvested. They pick them up with a machine, they take them in and they dry them. And then they, they hold them, they dry them. And then we get them as you can get them in pieces or halves. Mostly in the store, I think they get them in uh, halves, I believe, right? Or they also have pieces as well for yeah, baking. Sure. Yeah. And, and for the folks out there, these are actually companies that have these services where they go to the different groves and and do that, shake the trees. And there's also husking facilities where you can get your walnuts trucked in and they'll husk them for this farm and for that farm and for this one and that one so that they're ready. So it's, it's actually, there's a lot in it's a, a lot process. of things people don't uh, yeah. understand about it, but it's really cool. It's a lot. Of well, work. and and yeah. it's a lot of work. And to your point, you guys, when people see the price of you know a bag of walnuts, they're like, "Oh, holy smokes!" I mean, this is more. well. Guess what, guys? It was yeah. maybe a smaller year. The yield wasn't as big, but the, all the journey from the tree or the root to your table is a yeah. long one, and it's not cheap. Yep. Yep. And just like cherries and grapes and peaches and apricots, there are varieties of walnuts as well, like Hartleys and Frankettes and, and things Tulares, like that well. Lampets. Yeah, all of them. So, yeah, just yeah. great ones. So there's so many different things involved. Laura, where can folks watch Bringing It Home? Are there previous episodes? episodes? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> On PBS <laughs> well, right now or are there any website? Where can we see it? There's a variety of ways. We've made it really accessible to everyone. We are coast to coast. So if you have PBS, which everyone has access to PBS, so across the country, you can watch us on your local PBS station. We also have a YouTube channel, bringingithome.com. We also have the most current shows on our website, again, bringingithome.com. There's also a page with my daughter, Join Jewels, where she will pair great cocktails with what we've just cooked and made. So you have a complete menu at your disposal but again online if you have pbs and watch pbs you can just check your local listings we're still airing there i think we have 21 shows airing on pbs now we have youtube tiktok instagram the website everything's yeah. there excellent that's fantastic fully loaded let your fingers do the walking on the kit it used to be let your fingers do the walking in the yellow pages now it's let your fingers do the walking across the keyboard boy you're bringing something back that's for sure Hey, so Laura, real quick, Join Jules is like a it's, jewel or like J-U? J-U-L-E-S. Her okay. name is Juliana. 
So okay. who's going to, I mean, you know, Guido, you understand that. So we just did a join jewels. It's a little easier for yeah. folks to follow. No, no, that's good. And, join jewels. Yeah. Join and, jewels. So that's hers. Yeah. And then the photography, you have another daughter that does all the photography. Does she have a website too? Yeah. It's, it's actually, it will be linked on my new site, uh, but it's Luciana Macintosh. Oh, there I you know. Go. Luciana oh, and Juliana. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Boy, so you Scottish can see some of her. Italian right she, there. I just, she has beautiful photos. She just was published in Condé Nast and she does a lot for chosen foods here in San Diego. So she, she knows what's fresh. She's, um, she's just like her sister. They, they love to photograph, you know, to do photographs or make cocktails of what's fresh because they understand how important it is. And I love that it's that generation that is yeah. sparking that younger generation to go, yeah, yeah we want yes, it fresh. Yes. Why are we going to buy it second rate? You know, so it's good. Laura and her daughters, they're a fresh bunch of gals, that's for sure, folks. Hey, Laura, it's been fantastic having you on the Produce Pair. We'd love to have you back again in the future. Really, the pleasure has been mine. You two are wonderful. You guys are a gem. People should hug you both for giving them all the oh, information well, that you, you give them. It's wonderful. Well, that's thank very, you very, very sweet of you to say. Appreciate it, Laura. And, uh, Thanks for I'm, having uh, me, guys. We'll see you out at the fruit stand. You better be there. Oh, believe me, I'm going to be there. Good. Folks, next week we have Nate Montgomery, the produce champion, joining us. So stay tuned for that. Until next week, I'm Dan the Produce Man reminding you that it's always best when you get it fresh. And I'm Guido the Gardener, and I'll tell you what my nona Bessie always told me. Manja! Folks, if you like what you heard today, stay connected with us on our Facebook page, The Produce Pair, and other social media outlets. Suggestions, comments, questions can all be directed to producepair at gmail.com. That's the word produce and the word pair, P-A-I-R, like a pair of produce guys. That's producepair at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll gather together again next week. 